The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, it's Friday. I hope the week has treated you well. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, September 9th, 2022. Friday of the 23rd week in Ordinary Time in the Missal, it's a liturgical year C, cycle 2. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary, and today is the Memorial of St. Peter Claver. Born in Catalonia, Spain in 1580, he entered the Jesuits in 1602. While studying philosophy, he was influenced by St. Alphonsus Rodriguez to go to the Indies and save millions of perishing souls. In 1610, he landed at what is now Colombia, the principal slave market of the New World. After his ordination in 1616, he dedicated himself by special vow to the service of the black slaves, a work that was to last for 33 years. Boarding the slave ships as they entered the harbor, he would hurry to the revolting inferno of the hold and offer whatever poor refreshments he could afford. He'd care for the sick and dying, instruct the slaves through black catechists before administering the sacraments. Through his efforts, 300,000 souls entered the church. He followed them to the plantations to which they were sent and encouraged them to live as Christians and prevailed on their masters to treat them humanely. St. Peter Claver died in 1654. St. Peter Claver, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that the death penalty which attacks the dignity of the human person may be legally abolished in every country. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Can a blind man guide a blind person? This is the question that Jesus is asking each one of us in the Gospel. And Jesus gives his own answer. He said that if a blind man guides a blind person, both will fall into the ditch. Although nowadays, with technology or just with a cane, a blind person can find his own way, alone. And he might also guide a blind person if that blind person holds him by the hand. But if we were to interpret the parable of Jesus, we can say that he is referring to a different blindness, what we may call spiritual blindness. And we may be spiritually blind ourselves, because we are flawed. So how can 
a flawed person be the spiritual guide to another flawed person? Of course, he cannot do it alone. He can do it only if Jesus guides him. Because you, Jesus, are the spiritual teacher. We are all called to be students of Jesus. And that requires listening to him in prayer, getting to know his message by reading the Bible. And we're hopeful, dear Jesus, that after consistently journeying with you and learning from you, we can be like you. As you assure us in the Gospel, no disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. So in this image that uh, Jesus uses today of uh, the blind leading the blind, we have two groups of people. There are those who follow a guide, and then there are those who set themselves up as guides. Well, we can find ourselves in both groups. And we want to be guided by you, Jesus. We want you also to use us as guide for others. Of course, the only way we can be qualified to guide others is by closely following you, Jesus, and remaining in your presence. We were once suffering from spiritual blindness, but you, Jesus, had mercy on us. Thank you because you led your light into our hearts and we see the beauty of following you. We were blind at one time ourselves, but now we see. This reminds me of uh, the story that I read about Helen Keller and her teacher Anne Sullivan. You remember that Helen Keller was an American author, a disability rights advocate, a political activist, and a lecturer. She actually lost her sight and her hearing after a bout of illness at the age of 19 months. Then she communicated primarily using home signs until the age of seven, when she met her first teacher and lifelong companion, Anne Sullivan. And Sullivan taught Keller reading and writing. After an education at both specialist and mainstream schools, Keller, Helen Keller became the first deaf-blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. But you know, what surprised me was to find out that Anne Sullivan herself was visually impaired. As a child, like Helen Keller, Anne had contracted an illness which left her very limited in her visual abilities. Then when she was a teenager, she had a surgery on her eye which enabled her to see print. And after that procedure, she could read books. And soon, she excelled academically and was able to even instruct others like Helen Keller. Well, someone so insightfully says that we are actually like Anne Sullivan, that we too were blind, but we had a spiritual surgery, as it were. We were healed of our spiritual blindness. Of course, at times, our vision of spiritual things is still somewhat impaired. But still, 
our eyes have been opened by our Lord. And we want that others would see Him too. So that's why, Jesus, we want to be your instruments by which you can open the eyes of others. And more and more we understand that the only way we can be qualified to guide others is by closely following you, Jesus. By turning to you every day in prayer so that you can check our vision. Prayer, thanks to prayer, you provide us the answers, the direction, and the encouragement that we need. In prayer, you correct our sight. You show us what to watch out for so that we don't lead people off a cliff because of our impaired vision. So yes, thank you Jesus for showing us that we cannot be true guides unless our closeness to you leads us to becoming more and more like you in thought, in word, and in action. And to be more like Jesus, we need to learn more about him in prayer and in reflection. We also need formation in the faith, instruction in the faith, because we can't love what we don't know, and we can't give what we don't have. Unless we know Jesus, we can't love him. And we can't know him unless we inform ourselves about him. We need formation, instruction to talk to Jesus and to talk about Jesus. We need to have the answers for those who are in the dark about Jesus, about the faith. And to know how to present those answers in an attractive way with clarity and with precision. And together with formation, with instruction, as we've said, prayer. Because in prayer, we will discover that what we receive is something useful, not only for our own souls, but also for transmitting to others. We need to go up to you, Jesus, to, to go up to our Lord and to ask Him to deepen our knowledge of Him. We need to put questions before Him, to have a healthy curiosity a deep longing to know Him better, never being satisfied with what we have already learned. Jesus, make me discover more about You, so that I may give You to those who count on me for solid points of reference to navigate through life. With Your grace, light, up from, light me up from within, so that I can shine Your light in the world. Yeah, admittedly, as busy people, we may sometimes be challenged to find time and energy to attend to our own spiritual growth, our own spiritual formation. Yet, doing so can help us guide those who rely on us for clarity and for direction. Because all of us are guides in one way or another to our family members, our friends, and our colleagues. It's a good idea then to reflect on how well we guide or lead others. You know, those who live in sin or those who have lost their faith and those who don't know where to go, they are in darkness. We want to share with those people the beautiful face of Jesus, the light of Christ. And the best way to experience the light of Christ is through the atmosphere of Mary. Mary acts as a mirror shining in the darkest times to point us toward the source of the true light. So may our mother Mary 
help us to preserve and to increase this night of Christ in us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. On the memorial of St. Peter Claver, the patron of the Black Missions, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed, how good is the Lord. Eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Oh, 
with crying, with longing for my God. I am am worn out out with crying, with with longing for for my God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me, Lord of hosts. Let not those who seek you be dismayed through me, God of Israel. It is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in mourning, they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion, for consolers, not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Seek the Lord, and you will live. 
Seek the Lord, and you will live. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather, through the contemplation of his wounds, make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord and you will live. The Lord led this holy man along a sure path. He showed him the kingdom of God. From the Book of Lamentations I am a man who knows affliction from the rod of his anger, one whom he has led and forced to walk in darkness, not in the light. Against me alone he brings back his hand again and again all the day. He has worn away my flesh and my skin. He has broken my bones. He has beset me round about with poverty and weariness. He has left me to dwell in the dark like those long dead. He has hemmed me in with no escape and weighed me down with chains. Even when I cry out for help, he stops my prayer. He has blocked my ways with fitted stones and turned my paths aside. A lurking bear he has been to me, a lion in ambush. He deranged my ways, set me astray, left me desolate. He bent his bow and set me up as the target for his arrow. He pierces my sides with shafts from his quiver. I have become a laughingstock for all nations. They their taunt all the long day. He has sated me with bitter food, made me drink my fill of wormwood. He has broken my teeth with gravel, pressed my face in the dust. My soul is deprived of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. I tell myself 
my future is lost. All that I hoped for from the Lord. The thought of my homeless poverty is wormwood and gall. Remembering it over and over leaves my soul downcast within me. But I will call this to mind as my reason to have hope. The favors of the Lord are not exhausted. His mercies are not spent. They are renewed each morning. So great is His faithfulness. My portion is the Lord, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. Good is the Lord to one who waits for Him, to the soul that seeks Him. It is good to hope in silence for the saving help of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke from his youth. Let him sit alone and in silence when it is laid upon him. Let him put his mouth to the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to be struck. Let him be filled with disgrace. For the Lord's rejection does not last forever. Though he punishes, he takes pity in the abundance of his mercies. He has no joy in afflicting or grieving the sons of men. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. My enemies hated me for no reason. I said, I am lost. I called for help, O Lord, and you heard my prayer. You You said, said, Do not be afraid. You You took took up my cause and redeemed my life. For the sake of the name of the Lord Jesus, I am ready not only for imprisonment, but even death. You You said, Do not not be be afraid. afraid. You You took took up my cause and and redeemed my life. From a letter by St. Peter Claver, Priest. Yesterday, May 30th, 1627, on the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity, numerous blacks brought from the rivers of Africa disembarked from a large ship. Carrying two baskets of oranges, lemons, sweet biscuits, and I know not what else, we hurried toward them. When we approached their quarters, we thought we were entering another guinea. We had to force our way through the crowd until we reached the sick. Large numbers of the sick were lying on the wet ground, or rather in puddles of mud. To prevent excessive dampness, someone had thought of building up a mound with a mixture of tiles and broken pieces of bricks. This, then, was their couch, a very uncomfortable one, not only for that reason— but especially because they were naked without any clothing to protect them. We laid aside our cloaks, therefore, and brought from a warehouse whatever was handy to build a platform. In that way, we covered a space to which we at last transferred the sick by forcing a passage through the bands of slaves. Then we divided the sick into two groups, 
One group my companion approached with an interpreter, while I addressed the other group. There were two blacks, nearer death than life, already cold, whose pulse could scarcely be detected. With the help of a tile, we pulled some live coals together and placed them in the middle near the dying men. Into this fire we tossed aromatics. Of these we had two wallets full, and we used them all up on this occasion. Then, using our own cloaks, for they had nothing of this sort, and to ask the owners for others would have been a waste of words, we provided for them a smoke treatment, by which they seemed to recover their warmth and the breath of life. The joy in their eyes, as they looked at us, was something to see. This was how we spoke to them, not with words, but with our hands and our actions, and in fact, convinced as they were that they had been brought here to be eaten, any other language would have proved utterly useless. Then we sat, or rather knelt, beside them and bathed their faces and bodies with wine. We made every effort to encourage them with friendly gestures and displayed in their presence the emotions which somehow naturally tend to hearten the sick. After this, we began an elementary instruction about baptism, that is, the wonderful effects of the sacrament, on body and soul. When by their answers to our questions, they showed that they had sufficiently understood this, we went on to a more extensive instruction, namely, about the one God who rewards and punishes each one according to his merit and the rest. We asked them to make an act of contrition and to manifest their detestation of their sins. Finally, when they appeared sufficiently prepared, we declared to them the mysteries of the Trinity, the Incarnation, and the Passion, showing them Christ fastened to the cross as he is depicted on the baptismal font on which streams of blood flow down from his wounds. We led them in reciting an act of contrition in their own language. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was homeless, and you took me in. Now, now I, I tell you this. When you, you did, did these things for the most neglected of my brothers, brothers you, you did them for me. This is what I command. Love one another as I have loved you. Now, now I, I tell you this. When you, you did, did these things for the most neglected of my brothers, brothers you, you did them for me. O oh God, who made St. Peter Claver a slave of slaves, and strengthened him with wonderful charity and patience as he came to their help. Grant, through his intercession, that seeking the things of Jesus Christ, we may love our neighbor in deeds and in truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour on the Memorial of St. Peter Claver. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Peter Claver, Friday, September 9th, 2022. It's interesting how many common phrases that we use today come straight from Scripture. Here's a classic example from today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Can a blind man lead a blind man. 
will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully taught, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are right there on the relevant radio app. We talk a lot about divine filiation, that is, the fact that we are indeed children of God. That's pretty awesome, but it carries with it some responsibilities. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. If being a son of God means identification with his son, it also implies looking at all the events of our life with his son's eyes, judging them with his judgment and obeying like Christ who made himself obedient unto death. We should love and forgive as he did, always acting as children who know they are in the presence of their Father God, always full of confidence and serenity, sure of being understood and continually urged to move ahead in our life. He who knows himself to be a son of God knows no fear. God knows best what our real needs are. He is stronger than we are, and he is our Father. We must react like the child who, in the middle of a storm, continued playing while the sailors feared for their lives. He was the captain's son. When, after disembarking, the child was asked how he was able to remain at ease, surrounded as he had been by a roaring sea and a terrified crew, he answered, Fear? Why? My father was at the helm. When we try to identify our will with the will of God, it is he who steers us with an expert hand towards a safe harbor. Our life is then in good hands, whether the seas are calm or when the storm rages. When God permits it, a person seriously striving for holiness may find himself as if lost in the midst of difficulties, feeling hopeless and perplexed, not understanding what is happening despite his desire to belong completely to God. There are moments when one feels confused about the will of God and one cries, Lord, how can you will this if it is so evil, if it is abominable? Such was the complaint of Christ's humanity in the Garden of Gethsemane. There are moments when our senses reel and our heart breaks. If you ever feel as if you are falling into a bottomless pit, I offer to you a prayer that I repeated many times beside the tomb of a person I loved. May the most just and most lovable will of God be done, be fulfilled, be praised, and eternally exalted above all things. Amen, amen. Then is the time to be very faithful to the will of God, the time to be completely docile in spiritual direction, to let ourselves be helped and encouraged whether we understand or not. He is our Father, and if He allows this situation, this state of darkness, 
He will also provide the necessary graces and help. Abandonment in the hands of God without setting limits will win for us unbreakable peace. And in the midst of the most absolute emptiness, we will feel the arm of God, powerful though gentle, sustaining us. Then slowly and with a sweet taste in our mouth, we will also repeat that confident prayer. May the most just and most lovable will of God be done, be fulfilled, be praised. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we turn to prayer with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out 
all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Father. He who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in the joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Truly we know our offences, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly we know our offences, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people over her incurable wound. If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not. Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, spurn us not. Disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it as was, it was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Truly we, we know, know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned, sinned against you. you. The Lord is God, we are his people, 
the flock he shepherds. The Lord is God, we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal is merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. God devoted to us as a Father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us your people to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. The Lord is God. We are his people, the flock he shepherds. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. In the the depths depths of of his heart, the the law law of God God is his guide. He will never lose his way. The law law of of God God is is his his guide. guide. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the the depths depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. All the world will recognize you as my disciples when they see the love you have one for another. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. All the world will recognize you as my disciples when they see the love you have one for another. My brothers, let us praise Christ, asking to serve Him and to be holy and righteous in His sight all the days of our life. Let us acclaim Him. Lord, you you alone are are the the Holy One. One. You desire to experience everything we experience but sin. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You called us to love perfectly. Make us holy, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You commissioned us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Let your light shine on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone are are the Holy One. You desire to serve, not to be served. Help us, Lord Jesus, to give humble service to you and to our neighbors. Lord, you You alone are are the Holy One. You are in the form of God, sharing in the splendor of the Father. Lord Jesus, let us see the glory of your face. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And And forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who made St. Peter Claver a slave of slaves, and strengthened him with wonderful charity and patience as he came to their help, grant, through his intercession, that seeking the things of Jesus Christ, we may love our neighbor in deeds and in truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning air is coming right up. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.